0: to the lounge for the second part of the mock draft. But before we get started, I've been drinking for a while, but right now I'm going to switch over to this whiskey here called Mellow Corn. Anyone that hasn't heard of Mellow Corn, it's basically a straight corn whiskey made out of the Heaven Hills Distillery, the same distillery that brings you Elijah Craig. This thing is bottled in bonds. so it's 100 proof, and it's 90% corn right the other 10% I think is uh, wheat and rye and it's aged in uh, charred oak barrels Uh, sometimes the barrels are not charred Um, but on the surface it's just it appears to be just a yellow a yellow whiskey Um, and I'm gonna try it for you okay now it is a, a twist off top so we're not gonna get that beautiful popping sound but can get this twist. There you go. For all you watching at home, I'm going to try this in the Glen Cairn. Let me smell it again. I actually smell really good. Mm, I smell like. Almost like buttered popcorn. This is going to be a treat. Let me try it again. Sweet, sweet candy. Mm, tastes like um, buttered popcorn and like a sweet corn candy. Let's try it. Wow! This is, whoa! This is different. This is this is so different. This is fucking different. When you when you drink it in, it engulfs your entire mouth with like fire. Like it's just hot. Then it starts to mellow out. It starts to smooth out, and you get like like buttered, like really like buttered corn, like cream corn. It then smooths out, and then it—it's peppery. It's peppery on the end, but it's—it's it's really smooth, and it's—it's it's not like bourbon, and it's not like scotch, and it's not like any other whiskey I've ever had. Wow! And this bottle—this bottle was cheap. I think it was like 15 bucks. But I can't find it in Ohio. I found it in Indiana. But let's let's take another squig out of the Glen Karen before we put on ice. There's some really good flavors that I can't pull out. I can't pull out. Mm. Like, like corn puffs, like corn puffs and milk. Like, the sweetness of the corn puffs and then like a little cream because, I mean, it's it's whiskey. It's not cream, but it, it it's very, it's creamy. Like, it, your mouth feels like it's creamy. This is very interesting. This is going to be fun. I'm already blitzed. So now I'm adding a Hunter Proof Corn Whiskey. So this this mock or this, this podcast might get very interesting very quickly. Uh, before we get started, remember we talked about the, the Patreon last week or last episode. And the fact that uh, check me out on Patreon. If you, if you care to donate, you know, you don't need to donate. I, I love everybody the same. But if you care to donate, find me on uh, patreon.com slash Roto Lounge. Uh, I'm providing you know insight there. I'm trying to do daily drops uh, you know each day so you have something to look at each day or let them build up and kind of binge watch them over a, a nice glass of whiskey or a beer. But check that out. If you want to help the Roto Lounge, go to patreon.com slash Roto Lounge. All right, well, here we go. Let's get started. Um, I think I was off last Last episode, I was off by uh, a few numbers. I got carried away, but I think I should have ended at 84. But I think I ended around 90. So, um, so we're gonna start at 90 again today. Um, and it's Philip Lindsey, all right. Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon coming to Denver. I know that the coach likes to run the football, but their new offensive coordinator, the the former Giants offensive co- or the former Giants coach. Minnesota offensive coordinator. Um he's taking over that offense, so I don't know what to expect. They have, you know, Sutton and Judy and Hamler and Fant and now Gordon and Lindsay. So you know, there's a lot of risk there. A lot of a lot of risk. So I'm not really, you know, targeting Philip Lindsey. Next is Carson Wentz. I could take Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, I, I don't love him or hate him. I wish he had more receivers to throw the ball to. Um so there's other guys I'd rather target uh, than Carson Wynn. So I'm just gonna pass this year. Carry on Johnson, no thanks. Sony Michelle, I seem to be getting Sony Michelle in every league. Um, you know, there's tremendous value every year. He's been injured going into camp, and every year the naysayers are like, "Oh, Sony Michelle, he's got a bad knee, he's not gonna play." And then all he does is play, right? So he there there are players that just have to have. Uh, you know, maintenance done on them until game time. And then when game day kicks around, they're they're good to go. So I thought Sony was going to have a breakout last year. I thought Belichick had a plan. Uh, but I'm not quite sure what the plan is going to be. But I'm still hitching my wagon to Sony Michelle as the starter. So if we get this late and we need running backs, but to me he may be the best value in this round. We'll continue and, and decide there. But, you know, I, I'm taking him every chance I get especially this late uh, next up Keyshawn Vaughn once preseason was canceled you know I, I just really soured on a lot of rookies that I don't think are gonna be forced to play I mean there's gonna be rookies that are gonna be forced into the games I don't think Keyshawn Bond's gonna be forced into the game uh, especially now they also got you know LaShawn McCoy but I've been talking about Rojo we're gonna stick to the Rojo train uh, we're not worried about Keyshawn Vaughn this year now, let, let's let's go back to that. If halfway through the season, if the Bucks are just completely terrible in the run game and Rojo has just stunk up the place and LaShawn McCoy is is old and, and washed up and they have no choice but to lean on Keyshawn Bond, all right, we're adding him via free agency, uh, but I probably wouldn't spend a draft pick on him. I'll let somebody that did draft him with the hype drop him after round one or two. Uh, or after you know the first or second game when he's not getting the ball much, then I'll swoop in and maybe add him if I, if I see a potential for for Rojo to lose his job. Next is Marlon Mack. All right, Sony, Keyshawn Vaughn, Marlon Mack. You may l- love one of the three, but um, you know I'd rather have Sony Michelle than Mack because I think Mack's gonna lose his job, and I think Sony could be the starter. Uh, so I'm going with Sony there. Next up is Jared Cook. No thanks. We have plenty uh, tight ends in mind. Uh, then Deontay Johnson. A lot of hype around Deontay Johnson. I, myself, hmm, over ice, it's starting to open up. Mm. Cornflakes. Tastes like cornflakes, man. Um, let's see. So we got Deontay Johnson. I'm a big James Washington fan. But you know, I don't know what's going to happen in Pittsburgh. So Deontay Johnson, while he might be a nice dynasty stash, you know, maybe he does do good. Maybe he's a sleeper this year. You know, if Big Ben comes back healthy, uh, you know, Juju makes a comeback. I, I just, there's so many questions around that team. Is Connor going to stay healthy? That's, that'll completely change their offense. Is Big Ben going to stay healthy? That'll completely change their offense. Is Juju going to stay healthy and be the dominant receiver we all expect him to be? You know, what's that going to leave for Deontay Johnson? I don't know. Uh, if you like him, you're probably one of the truthers. Go ahead and snag him here. Uh, but he's not anybody that's on my radar right now. Next up is Tevin Coleman. I'm passed on Tevin Coleman. You know, a lot of people are hyping to Hasty, uh, whether it's because they want to be first to the to the boat or what. Um, but, uh, you know, my I, I'm, I'm on the Jarek McKinnon team here. I'm, I'm going to take McKinnon late. I think he has a chance at least to be the third down back because Breda and Mozart uh, and Tevin Coleman, they didn't receive that many passes. Um, so I think it's going to be McKinnon. Is the guy, especially on third down, if he can stay healthy. So I'm taking McKinnon late and, and passing on Coleman here and, and most start. I probably won't get any most start either. Uh, next up is Matt Breda. If you're going to take a, a running back from Miami, I mean, I would probably suggest that you just avoid it all in general. Uh, but, you know, they're going to have to score points. So who's going to be on the field? Uh, Jordan Howard or Matt Breda? You know, I think Chan Gailey is going to come back into the league. Uh, He came out of retirement. He was not trying to get back into the league, but Flores actually reached out to him. So we're not going to be seeing anything new from Gailey. We know what he does. We know the types of offenses that he runs. Um, So they're probably going to throw the ball a lot. Um, He likes to throw the football. He's got Fitzpatrick, who he had in Buffalo and in New York. Uh, So... I would expect him to really want Fitzpatrick to start, you know, unless Tua comes in and just dominates. uh, I think Chan Gailey's probably going to want Fitzpatrick to start because he knows the offense. Um, And I would expect him to be a, you know, spread it out offense, throw the ball around, you know, pitch and catch the receivers. So I think that the offense probably fits Breda better uh, than Jordan Howard. Um, So if you're going to take one, if you have to take one, I'd go with Breda. Uh, But there could be a back that comes out of nowhere that we don't even think about that might end up in Miami. Um, But I think I would take Breda over Jordan Howard. I think Jordan Howard might get goal line carries because he's the bigger back. Uh, But I think the way the offense is run, Breda can catch out of the backfield. uh, And and he's a lot quicker. So um, big play potential there. So. Take a flyer on Matt Brady if you're looking to do that. <clears throat> Emmanuel Sanders, no thanks. He's way too old. I do like I've I've taken a, I've actually had a lot of uh, Traequan Smith stashes this year, especially in larger leagues uh, that have like multiple flex spots, super flex, tight end premium, those kinds that you're really thin in uh, your last few round picks. Uh, I I think I think that you know Traequan can can really have a really good year It's his third year. He's shown glimpses of that potential of being an, uh, you know, an all-star alpha-type receiver, uh, but he just hasn't been consistent, and, and that seems to doom a lot of receivers in the NFL when they have all the talent in the world. They just cannot put it together day in and day out. If he can do that this year, in year three, I think traquan uh, could be a sleeper pick. So remember that name, remember that player, because I'm sure you've heard of him many times. Uh, but I'm taking him over Manuel Sanders, and that wouldn't even be till round 20. You know, twenty-one, depending on how many rounds you have. Next up is Christian Kirk. Yeah, Christian Kirk. We we have been hyping Christian Kirk since his rookie season. Last year, I think I pegged him as a breakout. He had some injury problems. He broke out for the one game. I think he had three touchdowns. He had a huge game uh, last year. He has the potential to be a stud wide receiver. The Cardinals they brought in nuke they got um larry fitzgerald and Kenyon drake and i think that there's going to take a lot of uh eyes off of christian kirk and christian kirk could be uh a stud this year i mean especially i mean they might have fitzgerald play the slot but if they wanted to put fitzgerald on the outside to take some coverage out there have nook on on the other side and then put kirk at slot uh, i think he could do a lot of damage in that um that King Kingsbury's offense. So I do like Christian Kirk. Would not be hesitant to draft him here at all. And actually, I believe that uh, Christian Kirk is actually going to start the next round. So let's do a recap in that first round. The only guy that we really like, Sony Michel. Okay, Sony Michel. If you don't like Sony Michel, Marlon Mack. If you like Deontay Johnson, go after Deontay Johnson. Or Matt Breda. You know, those are really the only players in that round that we're targeting. If any of our guys have fallen already, we're going to take them. If we see someone lower in this ADP that, that I want to bump up, I'll let you know as well. So starting the next round was Christian Kirk. So we talked about him. We would probably take him. Uh, if we could get someone in that earlier round and take Christian Kirk here, most likely we would. I think I do like Sony Michel in that previous round the best. That's why I have him in almost every league I've drafted this year because he seems to be the only value that I like there. Uh, Let's see, Hayden Hurst. I think there's plenty of room for Hayden Hurst to get the ball in Atlanta. Uh, If Gurley isn't the Gurley that we thought he was going to be, or actually some think he's going to fail, some think he's going to succeed, I'll put it this way. If Gurley doesn't play the majority of the offensive snaps for the Falcons, they are going to be throwing the football a lot, and that's going to mean Calvin Ridley. That's going to mean Julio Jones, obviously, and Hayden Hurst. I mean, Austin Hooper was a big part of that offense last year. And he had done nothing really um, up until, you know, last year. So there's no reason that Hayden Hurst, who has the talent as well, to be put in that situation and also be successful. So this late, if you need a tight end, there's some other tight ends I like better. Uh, but, you know, I can't knock, you know, anyone that wants to take Hayden Hurst in Atlanta. You know, he's some drafts, he's going much higher than this. So if he continues to fall... You know, pull the trigger on him if you think that's going to work. Uh, next up, and this is redraft, so if you have defenses in your league in this mock draft, there are defenses, so we're just going to pass on that one. Uh, then is Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford can have a great season. Uh, clearly, this ranking is not based on Twitter because Twitter has Matthew Stafford very high this year. Uh, you know, If he's healthy, you, know, you can expect good things. Now, I think in his career, he's only eclipsed 30 touchdowns one time um even his best passing year where he had the most yardage the most attempts the most completions i believe he still only had 20 to 24 touchdowns so even on his best year uh statistically his touchdown numbers was low and in other years where his statistics aren't that high his touchdowns are a little higher so you can talk about your his pace all you want. I've heard people talk about Matt Stafford's pace last year. Okay, you know, I remember there was a shootout with the Cardinals, okay? So if he's only playing, you know, certain teams, we're not going to project that for the entire length of the season as well as it seems like he has fatigue as the season goes on every year. So don't, don't talk about pace. I hate when people talk about pace uh, because anything can happen. He can be on pace to have another back injury. So let's not talk about pace. You know, I'm on pace right now to drink this entire bottle of mellow corn, but I'm not going to, all right? Just because I'm on, on pace to do it doesn't mean I'm going to finish it all tonight. I mean, there's a good chance, but most likely I'm not. So don't give me fucking pace. You hear me? All right. Next up is Jameson Crowder. I like, um, like Paramin this year. You know, I know Crowder's going to be in the slot. Uh, and he's going to be a target hog, but Hernan's back, okay. Um, Rashad Perriman, he you know he re- really impressed me last year at the end in Tampa. He just looked like he looked like the receiver we thought he was coming out of the draft, like a number one alpha. And this was without Evans and Godwin, and he was still dominating. If Jameis Winston was accurate, he would have had some huge games to finish the season, but he overthrew him several times uh, on touchdown passes. Because Jameis Winston is fucking garbage. So, Jameis Jameis Crowder. I mean, I'm not a fan. I mean, a few years ago I was, but I think he's just another guy. Uh, I'm going for a ceiling, and I'm going with uh, later with Brashad Perriman. Next up, Latavius Murray. Uh, people are snatching Latavius Murray because they expect him to have either a split season with Kamara, or if Kamara were to get injured, they think Latavius is going to take over. Maybe, maybe not. They did sign uh, Ty Montgomery, uh, another player that has the same skill set as Kamara. So if Kamara were to go down, I would probably be. Uh, I would expect Ty Montgomery to try to play a role like Kamara and let Latavius Murray continue his role. So this late in the draft, I don't want him. I mean, I think there's much better uh, upside than to take Latavius Murray. Darius Slayton, no, it. I know he's fast. I, I, I think he's a fraud. Uh, I said this, I think, last year. Darius Slayton's a fraud. Fast, can create separation, uh, but I don't think he's going to be a, a, a reliable receiver in redraft. Maybe in Dynasty, maybe another year from now or two years from now, uh, but I don't think he's going to be that guy in 2020 that you're, you know you want to stash. That's just my opinion. Next, CD Lamb. I'm I'm hit or miss. Uh, I'd probably rather have Justin Jefferson this year, maybe even Rager this year, uh, because I think they're going to be in position to be the number one. CeeDee Lamb's competing with Amari Cooper, so no matter what you want to say, Amari Cooper is that dog, and my money's on Amari Cooper every single time. So. If I have a player with Amari Cooper, I don't really care who it is. Uh, I'm 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 rolling with Amari Cooper. Uh, So his teammate, I don't want that. um, This this late, I'm I'm going for other positions. Noah Fant could be one of them at 111. Noah Fant uh, safety valve for quarterbacks seem to be tight ends. Okay, Uh, because they're short intermediate routes, they're big targets, they're easy to find. Uh, so typically, when quarterbacks struggle, they look at their tight end quite often. So we could see Noah Fant be a big, a big deal in Denver, uh, but you know, I don't know what to expect from that offense. So while I do like Fant, there's some other players in this round that I that I want, and uh, and we'll talk about that there. Darrell Henderson, no thank you, Memphis for all you touting Antonio Gibson. Uh, I do like him. But remember, Memphis is the same team that made us think Darrell Henderson was an NFL running back, too. And we know that he has zero vision, just as Antonio Gibson has. They have pure athletic ability. If there's a wide open hole, they're going to take it to the house. But in the NFL, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way like it does when Memphis is playing the level of competition that they play in college. Those holes are big enough for trucks to drive through. So, of course, these athletes are going to look exceptional. Tony Pollard the same way. Now, Tony Pollard seems like he has the skill set to be an NFL back. He's had limited time, but let's not get caught up in this Memphis hype. Darrell Henderson coming out. He wasn't even in my top five running backs last year under the rookies, and he was going in the first round, and I told you to avoid him. Uh, When things things get clogged up, his feet get all haywire. He doesn't know which way to go, and just, you know, he just tippy-toes. He's just scared. Uh, He doesn't know which way to go, so I'm avoiding Daryl Henderson. Um, so I guess that means we need to, you know, spend more time talking about Cam Akers this year because uh, you know, Darrell Henderson's not the guy in my opinion. 113 Austin Hooper. Uh, you know, if Njoku was traded, I'd probably want a lot more Hooper, but since Njoku's gonna stay, Hooper's just a guy. I think they're gonna split time not split time but split targets. Um, and then plus they're going to be run run heavy. So I'm just avoiding Hooper right now due to the fact that David and Joku stick around. The guy we want, the guy we want right here at 114, and we might be bumping him up. We might be bumping him up some rounds because actually the news alone is going to bump him up. But we're talking about, let me scroll up a little bit. We're going to take this guy, Henry Ruggs, all right? I'm going to tell you who this is, Henry Ruggs, and I'm going to tell you how, how far how, the... Hold on. Let me have some more corn whiskey. Look, Brandon Cooks was at 87. Debo was at 85. Dude, Will Fuller, 79. Come on. Come on. Michael Gallup, 74. No, uh-uh. Right right there. Right there. Where was he? It was uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd at 73. After that, after that, we're avoiding these receivers because we want rugs. Gallup no thanks Will Fuller no thanks Debo. no thanks Brandon Cooks no thanks Marvin Jones no thanks Deontay Johnson no thanks Emmanuel Sanders hell no Christian Kirk eh. okay Christian Kirk but I'd still rather have Henry Ruggs I'd still rather have Henry Ruggs over those guys and Darius Slate and CeeDee Lamb because Henry Ruggs is going to be a beast with John Gruden if he can stay healthy it's all about healthy. But I'm drafting thinking that we're, we're going to be healthy for the entire season because that's how you have to think. You know, I, I can't predict who's going to go down when or any of that stuff. So we're predicting that everyone's staying healthy. And Henry Ruggs is going to be a beast under John Green's offense. And then the report comes out where, you know, the offensive of coordinator says that Henry Ruggs is going to be playing the slot. And then I tweeted out, what the fuck nickel cornerback is going to be able to hang with a guy who runs a 4-2-7? I mean, it's going to be sick what this guy does to defensive backs. Uh, and then I think the Raiders tried to backtrack a little bit, probably because they don't want that to get out, uh, and said that he's going to play some slot, not all the slot, and play outside, which, still, put him outside. Put him outside. Put him outside. I've told you, Henry Ruggs is going to be asleep, people and people have been fading on him because of his... His college production and you know his Dominator rating and breakout age and all that shit, uh, which I, f- I believe as well. But you have to you have to be able to make exceptions in your process. So whether I've been staring at numbers my entire life, and I've also started watching film, if you if you have factors that Rugs had in his college career, you can't always just go by the numbers. All right, you so you have to be able to pivot, you know. So. I'm I'm for Henry Ruggs if he can stay healthy I think he's going to be a good NFL player especially this year in COVID I talked about earlier about uh, speedy wide receivers and what they're going to do this year. I really want speedy wide receivers this year because of lack of communication on the defense Henry Ruggs is one of those players and at 114 we are we are moving him up because we want him on our team and if you're in a if you're in a best ball or you're in a, a super flex and you want to stack if you want to stack you know you're going to start two quarterbacks. This late, you're going to be able to get Henry Ruggs and Derek Carr and stack them. Because if Henry Ruggs does good, most likely that means Derek Carr is going to be doing good and he's going to keep his job. Uh, Now, if Henry Ruggs sucks and Derek Carr sucks and they bench Carr, then Mariota comes in. Let's hope that Ruggs can pick it up. But uh, from the top, I think that Henry Ruggs is someone we definitely want to target. Get him in your drafts. Uh, You're not going to regret it. Any format, actually, best ball, super flex, any format, get Henry Ruggs. Even in big play formats, you want to make sure you have Henry Ruggs. Next, 115, Jerry Judy. I do like Jerry Judy, uh, but, again, Denver. I I don't know what to expect in Denver, uh, so, you know, I'm just passing because if if I'm in this round, I'm taking Henry Ruggs. And if Jerry Judy falls in the next round, let's talk about who we might take over Jerry Judy or, or if we'll take him. So in this round, uh, we're starting with Christian Kirk, yes. Hayden Hurst, eh. I mean, basically, Henry Ruggs is who we want. So uh, it doesn't really matter. But if you don't like Henry Ruggs, if if you're like, like, you know, Brad, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Henry Ruggs is garbage because you believe the data, guys. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Here, let's drink one up. And uh, we'll talk about that later. But if you don't want to listen to me and you don't want to take him, that's fine. Some other players: Christian Kirk, Hayden Hurst, uh, Noah Fant, maybe. And then if you if you want to take a chance on Stafford, you, if you need a quarterback, sure, go ahead. All right. Okay. Starting the next round, defense. Yes. Hold on. Let me. Let me. I need more whiskey now. I'm good. Uh, defense, we're starting there. We don't want defense. John Brown, he, you know, he 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 had a good season last year. Diggs is there, so it's gonna take away a lot of his stuff. They still got um, Cole Beasley there, so I'm passing on Brown this year. He had his uh, day in the sun last year. Sterling Shepard, no, I'm passing. I, I mean, I don't care. The Giants, the, the Giants, are the Giants. I'm not gonna go in every week saying, yeah, I'm, I'm starting a Giants wide receiver now. If a few weeks coming, a few weeks into the season happen, and it's the same guy over and over and over again, and he's available, sure, why not? But you know, Sterling Shepard, even if he does come out, he's probably going to get hurt. He seems to be hurt every season. So passing there, Alexander Madison, no Cook's going to play, uh, and if if Madison plays, they're probably going to rotate Boone as well. Uh, so we're done there. Let's see, Zach Moss. I think Zach Moss could be the goal line back. Um, but it could be—it could take him a while to acclimate, get acclimated. So Singletary could have a great start to the season. When Zach Ma- Moss kind of gets the offense up to speed, he could start you know, rotating in. So, you know, I'll take a chance on him if, if you want to, if you like him. Then Justin Jefferson. I'd prefer Justin Jefferson if I needed a wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, I think, should be coming in as number two for Minnesota. And... If Thielen falters, I think Justin Jefferson could be Kirk Cousins' number one uh, target this year. So definitely a lot of upside with Justin Jefferson. Uh, next is the defense. No thank you. Then Daniel Jones. No thanks. I mean, he, he just doesn't. He just doesn't impress me. I mean, yeah, he's going to get better from year one to year two, um, but I, I mean, I'm not spending a, a draft pick on Daniel Jones unless it's super flex. And then still, I probably have my eye on somebody, some other quarterbacks. So no thanks on on Daniel Jones. Uh, Another defense, no thanks. Miko Hardman, no, because we want Sammy. We want Sammy Watkins this year, not Miko Hardman, so we're passing there. TJ Hawkinson, I think he could have a really good season. I think Hawkinson uh, could have a breakout season uh, because, you know, Galladay's there and Marvin Jones is there, but Jones is a year older. Hawkinson is probably an elite athlete compared to some of those – you know offensive skill positions there, so I think he could be a, a favorite of Stafford. And then you also got Swift catching balls on the backfield, so I do like Hawkins in here. Ben Roethlisberger, if you think he returns to form, great. Uh, he's not a target of mine. Tony Pollard, he's not a target of mine. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's the end of the round. Tony Pollard, that's the end of the round. So <clears throat> refreshing this round. We don't want Brown, Shepard, Madison, Zach Moss. Maybe Justin Jefferson. Yes, T.J. Hawkinson over Jefferson for a tight and needy team, uh, and then Superflex, or you need a quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. But eh. uh, Tony Pollard, no. And all right, next round, Jalen Rager. I mean, it, it, I'm not, I'm not target hitting my drafts. Um, I think he's going to be used all over the field. So if you get like kick return points, punt return points. I mean, if your receivers get all these type of points, you know, uh, catching, running, I think Jalen Rager shoots up five or six rounds in those leagues, maybe even more than that because he is going to be a do-it-all for the Eagles this year. Um, I just don't know what games he's going to do it, you know, receiving and running because some games they may just use him for special teams. Uh, I don't know what their plan is. Um, I mean, I know they spent a high draft pick on him, so he can do all that stuff, but I just don't know how he's going to acclimate. And again, we're getting close to some of the receivers we like. Uh, we really love uh, Sammy. We really love Robbie Anderson. So we got to be careful what positions we're taking here because we're targeting some of those players late in the draft. So <clears throat> probably passing here on Jalen Rager if we need other, other positions. I don't have any Rager in redraft, so there's other players that I have targeted instead. Uh, Mike Gusecki, Miami, I'm not a fan. Uh, I, I know he's an extreme athlete, but he's got to improve his blocking. I know he's done that from year one to two. Uh, I, I think he's probably going to take another jump this year. He's just not very efficient. He's just not very efficient, and I'm not a fan. And there's a there's a tight end for the Titans that I love this year, and we'll talk about him later. So I'm passing on Gasecki. Even though I would I would take Hawkinson because again I think Hawkinson's going to have a good season. Uh, I'm not just I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Gaseki, especially when we talked about Chan Gailey's offense and and what they're going to do. I don't think it's the tight end position is going to be that utilized. Next is Duke Johnson. Okay, Duke Johnson is someone we want to target. We talked about this. Uh, I haven't I haven't pushed Duke Johnson even last year. I uh, went up against people that said he was going to be a bell cow. I don't. I think we we know what he is. He's a role player unless there's no other options. If there's no other options. They have to give Duke Johnson the ball. They're going to do that. So I think that David Johnson, if there's potential that he resorts to his, his old form and he, and he looks slow and out of shape and old, they may have no choice but to roll with Duke Johnson. I think the other back there is uh, Kareem Higdon, or the running back out of Michigan last year. I actually liked him a little bit. So I do have my eye on him as well. But uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up, Higden. Higdon. Uh, from University of Michigan, he's now in Houston. I do like his profile. I liked him coming out of college, uh, but I didn't like that when he went to the the Texans. I just thought that I thought Deonta Foreman was going to be the guy there, uh, and Lamar Miller was already there. So uh, let's see. So Duke Johnson, yes, we do like him. Uh, ju- uh, kickers, no, we're not. We don't want in kicker leagues. Baker Mayfield, I think he's going to have a much better season than where he's being drafted. Uh, so. We probably won't get him because there's other players that we like. Uh, Kicker. Then Anthony Miller. We like Anthony Miller. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a big part of that offense. The key is can he stay healthy. Time for some more uh, crown. Crown. Corn. Okay, obviously you know I'm pretty deep now when I'm calling this $15 corn whiskey crown. Mellow Corn. Look it up, Mellow Corn, Heaven Hills Distillery, cheap ass corn whiskey that's good. Tastes like frosted, frosted, frosted flakes, corn flakes, corn puffs, and pepper. And I'm digging it. It's a hundred proof. All right, where were we? Golden Tate, New York Giants passing, Preston Williams. Oh, there's so much to say about Preston Williams. I mean, I, I can go back and talk about how we hyped him as a prospect, and we liked him, and even last year in preseason, we were, we're determining when was the buy low uh, because he was starting to get some hype. Then, then he actually puts it together on the field. He looks really, really good. Tears his ACL. So let me tell you, there is not a bigger fan of Preston Williams than than yours truly here in the Roto Lounge but I gotta be real with you guys I mean I know on Twitter we talk about things and we hype things up but let's be real for a minute let's not just hype somebody to hype somebody all right wow Preston Williams was good last season he's recovering from an ACL and we know that ACL injuries take at least a year to get your full potential back so if I'm in Dynasty I want Preston Williams but I'm I'm not going to go after him now because right now people are just hyping him up. We need to let him come back and struggle because he's not fully healthy. And then we're going to wait till his value drops a little bit and then we're going to go after him. Especially in Dynasty. If you don't have him yet, you need to wait for a small buy low window. Um, But no, we're not going to take him and redraft because I don't think he's going to be healthy. And even if he is healthy, I mean... What do you really expect out of that Miami Dolphins offense? So, this isn't dynasty. Dynasty, yes. I probably I definitely want to stash him, especially for the for the cost if you can get him. I've I've acquired him really low um, you know, fourth-round picks. I was taking fourth-round picks. I was trading 2021 20, fourth-round picks um, you know, to get in position to just take him. Uh, because, you know, he was great value and then off the waiver wire when he wasn't drafted. If you didn't have any more picks, you drop your scrubs and you add them. I mean, it was it was real simple. Uh, but he's going to start out slow. He's, he's, he's got rehab to do, so he's going to come out, and he's not going to be the guy that we think he's going to be. And then we'll jump on him then. But I'm not going to draft him. Mike Williams, LA Chargers, he could have a good season with Tyrod. I, I don't know what Tyrod's going to do. Uh, I am not targeting Mike Williams, but... He might be somebody that you want to uh, you target. I can't knock you for that. Boston Scott. No, we're passing on Boston Scott. We're, we, uh, we're keeping our eye on Michael Warren. Undrafted free agent out of University of Cincinnati. I think he, if he makes the team, he could impact a lot of these running backs. So we're not going to take any running back from Philadelphia except for Michael Warren and Miles Sanders if he falls. Uh, next, Jared Goff. Nah, not excited. Then Joe Burrow. Nah, not excited. Then it's Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins at 142. And actually, I think 142 starts the next round the way we're going. Um, sorry, fam, I had to take a break. So I'm back to finish recording. Sammy Watkins. That's who we were talking about. Sammy Watkins. This year, I am all in on Sammy Watkins. My truther status is hitting the all-time high. Sammy Watkins came out in the article, admitted his struggles as a rookie. Said he drank every single night of his rookie uh, season. He said that's that's no uh, imagination. Every single night, he said he was out till four a.m. drinking, smoking weed. He said he got hurt. He didn't take care of his body. He totally regrets it. Knows that 100%. That's why he can't stay healthy because his body could not fight off, um, you know, the injury bug. So now he's serious about life. Uh, you know, he believes he's meant to be in Kansas City. He has a good relationship with Andy Reid. He restructured his contract. He's out this year to prove himself. He said he's going to retire and get a gold jacket and a few more Super Bowl rings. So I'm hitching the wagon to Sammy Watkins this late in drafts. And as I noticed when I came back and I, I re-ran the ADP because this is a few days later and I didn't save the ADP. I'm just going you know live. Uh, the ADP is, is completely different than from when I first started recording. Uh, So I don't want you guys to miss out on who I like and who I don't like. So I believe we were talking about Sammy Watkins at 142. But now Sammy Watkins has dropped uh, due to some hype around the league. Some other players are moving up. So we're going to rewind a little bit. And I'm not going to go by round since my round numbers are off anyways. That's what happens when you drink too much bourbon whiskey and you try to talk fantasy football with numbers in order. So we're going to go back to 142. Uh, Before that, we talked about Mike Williams. So since everything's thrown off, I'm going to try to find Mike Williams. And I'm going to go down from there and talk about who I like, who I dislike. You guys can get an idea. So we go back to Mike Williams. Right now, he's at 126. Um, So I'm not sure the... Let's scroll all the way. Make sure I'm on PPR. I'm on PPR. That's right. Okay. So... Mike Williams at 126, 127 is a defense. Then it's Miko Hardman. It seems pretty early for Miko Hardman. I do like him as we talk about speed kills this year. So I do like Hardman, but uh, it, it's hard to really promote him when, when I'm a big fan of Sammy Watkins. So if Hardman's going before Sammy Watkins, even better for value for us because I'd rather have Sammy Watkins over Mecole Hardman. Sammy is the route runner of the crew. Sammy is a very, very good route runner. If you watched the Super Bowl last year, you saw how, he, what he did to Sherm uh, to get that ball and, and uh, help the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Sammy knows his routes. He is the route runner of the team. So those that say if Sammy leaves, Mecole Hardman will go in his place. That's not going to happen. Mecole Hardman doesn't understand the nuances of routes yet. He's still new to the wide receiver position. Uh, and, you know, he's just fast and creates separation, but he's not a route runner. Tyreek Hill is not a route runner. Uh, I mean, he's good, but he's not like, a, a, you know, a, a, a doctor like Sammy Watkins is. I mean, just, you know, just surgical uh, on the defensive backs. So we we do like Sammy. And, then, you know, I think who else on that team could run routes? Um, you know, I don't think Pringle. Uh, there's a kid there called Jody Fortson. He's a playmaker. I got my eye on him this year um, as a deep sleeper. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think Sammy's going to be good. So I want him as late as I can get him in these drafts. All right, next is Ben Roethlisberger. You know, that's a lot of risk. I think uh, we definitely like quarterbacks after Ben Roethlisberger uh, based on their potential this year. Uh, so, so no, I'm definitely going to pass on Ben Roethlisberger that early. Then Robbie Anderson, he's up to wide receiver fifty-one. Shit, when we made our uh, video about Robbie's gonna break out, I think he was like wide receiver sixty-five or wide receiver sixty-eight or wide receiver seventy-three. I mean, he was fucking down there. Now to see him jump all the way up to fifty-one, that is a kudos to us singing the praise of Robbie Anderson. Hopefully, uh, we have some, uh, you know, impact on Twitter and and. Uh, you know, he's getting some press. So, I mean, it's clearly not from us. I'm just, you know. But, keep it up. Keep keep hyping the train. Then there's a kicker no, Another kicker no. Golden Tate, no thanks. Duke Johnson, yes. Yes, we love Duke Johnson if we can get him this late because we know the injury issues with David Johnson. And why not take Duke Johnson this late? Because when he is forced into a bell cut role, he does produce. I don't think he's a top option, but... Um, I like Caron Higdon, so uh, let's keep our eye on that situation. Then Preston Williams. We talked about Preston Williams last year with his ACL, so we must have talked about Duke Johnson, Tony Pollard, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff. I remember that one. Anthony Miller uh, was high on him as a rookie, tried to sell high. If you can get him at value, I think if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a really good receiver. Uh, The Bears were uh, much better offensively when Miller was healthy. And Trubisky actually likes Miller, so if Trubisky's the quarterback – that could uh, bode well for Miller as well. Uh, then Dallas Goddard. We like Goddard. Rager. Adrian Peterson. Joe Burrow. Defense. Naheem Himes. You know, everyone talks about Philip Rivers liking to dump the ball off. So if Naheem Himes can be like an Austin Eckler um, or one of those type of dump-off backs for Philip Rivers, he could have, you know, a good season. You know, if Jonathan Taylor or... Marlon Mack take over that role. You know, it wouldn't bode well there, but, I mean, this late, you know, there's probably a lot more players I'd like to have rather than him, so. Down to Antonio Gibson. No, we've been talking about Antonio Gibson. Do not draft him this year, especially not this early. Um, If someone takes Antonio Gibson, they're going to drop him after a few weeks. You know, let let us be the owner that doesn't draft him. Let the other other owner drop him. We'll keep our eye on him when he see when we see the move uh, that the Redskins are making to to put you know Gibson back into the the starting role based on you know maybe picking up the offense more or injuries or what have you. But later in the season, when he actually starts to get more playing time and could be a potential you know league winner, that's when we're going to pounce on Antonio Gibson. Uh, we're going to get him when he's free. We're not going to draft him. Uh, get him off waivers before anyone has that chance because we're going to be a week early. Don't don't forget that. We're going to be a week early on all our ad drops this year, so we'll have him a week before he actually is in position to make a, um, a difference. And we'll add him. We'll ride him to a, a fantasy Super Bowl. How about that? And then the owner that drafted him said, I knew he was going to break out, but so did we. We just didn't draft him, so we're looking to be the top dog here now so Eric Ebron I mean there's potential for him to break out this year especially the big Ben at quarterback and if his elbow you know is really that bad perhaps he's gonna resort to shorter passes so Ebron could be a a sleeper but he's not he's not one of my guys that I'm targeting and and we'll talk about that Uh, there's one guy later I think is gonna have a huge season Boston Scott Kicker Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle could see a lot of value, especially if Rivers, uh, if he produces as we think could be a sleeper this year, Jack Doyle could have a sneaky good season. I would not be surprised if we're looking back and saying, how did Jack Doyle finish as the number three tight end in fantasy football? And we look back and we'll say, well, we should have saw it because Phillip Rivers was his quarterback, and Phillip Rivers loves the tight end. We should have seen it written on the wall, but we didn't do anything about it. And people were getting Jack Doyle down at tight end 18, tight end 19. Remember that. Remember, do not be scared. Do not be scared of Jack Doyle. In fact, you might want him this year more than Dallas Goddard. Okay? Um, You might want him this year more than some other tight ends. But he's down here at 151. Tight end 18. Next up is tight end 19, the guy who I think you got to have this year. You got to have him in fantasy. And that's Janu Smith. We've been waiting on Janu Smith for years, years. Janu Smith came out of Florida International. We knew he had the skills. We knew he had the skills, but we said it's going to take some time. It's going to take some years. So unless you have a deep, deep, deep stash or taxi squads, and I know when Janu Smith was coming out, I didn't have any taxi squads. So it's like you have to pass on a tight end like that, and they have to be able to acclimate. That's why you talk about Adam Troutman at um, Dayton. No, he's going to be just the exact same, exact same. It's going to take him a few years to figure it out. But Jonu Smith checks all the boxes that we look for in a wide receiver breakout. He's big. He's athletic. He is a freak. He's now getting the opportunity to be a full-time tight end with Delaney Walker out of the picture for good. All Jonu Smith is is competing with is Skirtsker, Fersker, whoever the hell that tight end is. No, Anthony Fersker or something. Jonu Smith is a freak. Jonu Smith could probably take Derrick Henry in a few things. They're probably just as big. They're just as fast. I mean, they're 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 both freaks, man. And Jonu Smith has the potential to be a top five. That's right, a top five tight end. Corey Davis is down right now. AJ Brown, he had a great season. Now they're going to put some, maybe some double coverage on him, which is going to open up the middle for Jonu Smith. But Jonu Smith can hold his own against anybody. I think last year he had a reverse, took that biz like forty yards. I mean, just a fucking stud. Get Jonu Smith this year. Get Jonu Smith, man. I'm telling you, just get get Jonu Smith. And and if someone snipes you, look at Jack Doyle. Look at Jack Doyle. All right, next is Sammy Watkins. Well, let's see. Hold on, there's a a new blurb on his name. Let's see what it says. Uh, Seems long ago Watkins was relevant. Uh the Chiefs went out and drafted a pass-catching running back, but didn't add any wide receivers to the mix, which means Watkins should be in the neighborhood of 75 to 85 targets once again. He's high, upside wide receiver four-type option. Oh, I don't I don't see any of that. I thought there was going to be something bad. Well, that's all right. We're fine with that. So we already talked about how much we love Sammy. Jimmy G. Oh, we're, we're, we're talking about Jimmy G as MVP. Jimmy MVP that's going to be our new nickname. Jimmy MVP. We're getting Jimmy, we're getting Jimmy man and we're we're stacking him with Brandon Ayuk. Stacking him with Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is a fucking steal right now and when we get to him we'll talk about it. All right, next defense. No, Curtis Samuel. No, we Robbie Anderson. That's who we want. Robbie Anderson or DJ Moore. That's who we want. If Curtis Samuels beats us this year, well, fuck it. He does. But this, this is this is definitely updated because I remember I believe Curtis Samuel was ahead of Robbie Anderson when we were hyping Robbie Anderson. Brashard Perriman, oh my gosh, this is criminal. Wide receiver 58, 157 overall. Brashad Perriman is going to be a breakout player. He started to look really good at the Bucks as a full-time starter. Uh, now he's going to the Jets. He's going to be a number one because Denzel Mims, we already said he wasn't a good prospect. He's low on our rankings. Denzel Mim is low on RotorLounge.com rookie wide receiver rankings. And now he's injured with a hamstring, which we know that's going to linger for a long time. So, Brashad Perriman now has Jamison Crowder to compete with. Uh, Vincent Smith, I believe, is there. Uh, They signed Chris Hogan. That doesn't matter. Um, All right. So, our guy George Campbell. Keep your eye on him. Let's see. Kicker, no. Nakeel, Nakeel, Harry, however you want to say it, Nkeo. Um, With Cam, no. With Stidham, yes. So, I'm in the Cam that's saying Stidham's the starter, so, you know, Nakiel can be bought at value. Uh, those that are in the Cam Newton, if they're right and Cam Newton starts, I don't think uh, he's going to be throwing the ball, you know, that much, you know, because he still has Edelman. I don't think he's going to go to the deeper targets. Um, I think they're going to be run oriented. So draft draft Harry if you if you like Stidham and pass on him if you like Cam. Let's see Deshaun Jackson. If he's healthy, if he's healthy, he's going to ball out. The thing is, can he stay healthy? He balled out last year. He won us a lot of money. Week one, we started in week one in um, Fanduel, DraftKings, DFS. Torched him. And then what happens? Then he gets hurt and then he's out all season. So, you know, we'll see. He's probably a best ball target of mine and then definitely a DFS target because if depending on what cornerback is covering him and if he's healthy, DJX eats, you got to know when to play DJX and DFS. But we'll hit those every time. So stay tuned and also tune in the Patreon because I'm going to have DFS uh, content there as well on the Patreon page. And we'll talk about some DFS maybe on the on the regular podcast. I'm not sure if there's a clientele for DFS, you know, all, all over the place, uh, or, or if my uh, listeners just want to have like you know Dynasty and redraft stuff and maybe some weekly stuff. Kirk Cousins no, Michael Pittman Jr. no, Justin Jackson. I've always been a fan of Justin Jackson. Uh, the thing is, can he stay healthy when he's when he's in? Yes, he's a he's a beast. He just can't stay on the field. So you know our love for Joshua Kelly. So, Joshua Kelly in the long run for sure. Uh, this year, you know, flip a coin whether it's Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly. Uh, so, I'm not really targeting Jackson, but if he goes undrafted or someone drops him, keep your eye on the situation. Uh, you know, he may be in, in line for some uh, heavy plan time later in the season. Blake Jarwin, no. Chris Herndon, if he can stay healthy, yes, he would be great for Sam Darnold. Uh, I think he could be a breakout if he can stay healthy. So, if you want to take it, if you don't have John New and Jack Doyle and some of the other guys, um, you know, and if you're going even later for a tight end, absolutely. This is who you want to target, him and C.J. Uzoma. Once we get on that, we'll talk about that. Um, but Chris Herner could be a stud in, in, in deep tight end, uh, tight end premium, double tight end leagues, whatever. Chris hernan could be a, a, a superb value there. Defense, no Jeffrey. Now he's going to be out for a while, I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, you can probably wait and pick him up off waivers. Uh, Drew Locke, yes. We like Drew Locke, man. Drew Locke is a baller. Drew Locke's got swag. Um, he's everyone that, that you guys thought that Baker was or Johnny Manziel was. Locke's got swag, and, and he's got you know the talent to back it up. Dude wants to be a professional, wants to be a winner. He's going to do everything he can to be successful. He's got K.J. Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I mean, we talked about it. He's, he's going to ball out this late, yes. This late, Drew Locke all day, every day twice on Sunday. Philip Rivers. This is who I think could be an even more valuable breakout player, Philip Rivers. In Los Angeles for the Chargers, he looked old. They had a terrible offensive line, gave him no time. His old frail little body, you know, now he's moving to the number 1 offensive line in the NFL. And you gotta you gotta look at that. You gotta pivot off that and say, damn, he's going from the worst to the first. Dude can sling it if he's got some time. All right, if he finds a a friend in Jonathan Taylor, he's gonna dump the ball off to him. You know that tight end Jack Doyle. You know I don't think I don't think T Y is gonna be much or Pittman's gonna be much, but I think Rivers is gonna be like he's gonna hit that tight end and he he could be definitely a sleeper uh, veteran with a good running game. Uh, could be really good, or at least a good QB2 in Superflex. Something very consistent. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver 63. This guy is going to be the wide receiver one in San Francisco. Debo is not going to be ready in time. I've talked about this on my Twitter page. I love Jimmy G and Brandon Ayuk stack. I got him in the Scott Fish Bowl. I got him in, in one of my bourbon bowls. Uh, Anywhere that I can stack Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brandon Ayuk, I'm doing it. For this cheap? Are you kidding me? This cheap? For a a duo that could have one of the top offensive passing uh, statistics in the league with with Shanahan as the the coach? If they can't get that running game going, like I don't think, I think defense is going to be targeting the running game and focusing on that, so they're going to have to pass more. And Kyle Shanahan's gonna dial up some passes. Just signed George Kittle to the biggest tight end contract. Jimmy G MVP. Jimmy MVP. I'm telling you, get get Brandon Ayuk with him, especially this late. Kicker Antonio Brown. I mean, AB's gonna sign with somebody. He's gonna he's gonna get an eight week suspension. During those eight weeks, I can't imagine his PR team's not gonna have him doing like charity work and and all kind of shit. So he's in the public eye. People know that he's doing good stuff. A team's gonna sign him. And then he could ball out. He could just, you know, fizzle. I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't draft him this early. Um But I mean I take him at some point, like if he's at the very, very, very end of drafts. Uh Vikings Stevens no. Alan Lazard, no, I don't care about the number two wide receiver in Green Bay. Kicker, no. Gardner Minshew. Oh, could be could be a sleeper. You know we love Visca, DJ Chark, Minshew. They're going to be playing from behind. He scrambles. Going to put up a lot of garbage stats. Just don't expect much if it's a quarterback, you know, statistic-wise, where it's completion and completion, sacks, all that stuff. I wouldn't want him there. But if it's just positive points, positive points, positive points, yeah, Minshew this late, hell yeah. Cam Newton passing. I just don't trust it. Teddy Bridgewater. We love Teddy Bridgewater. We're talking about Teddy for MVP chance as well. With Joe Brady and Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuels, Christian motherfucking McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be balling out this year. Believe that. And this late? My God, You could get Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, Drew Locke, and Phillip Rivers at like 168 and later. Fuck taking a quarterback early. Fuck taking a quarterback early. If I could roll the dice with maybe Rivers for some security, but Locke, Minshew, and Teddy for upside, fuck yes. You could have two of the top ten quarterbacks right there. And if you want to throw Cam Newton in there at 177, if you believe Cam could be a top five quarterback, look at it. This late, 168, Drew Locke, Phillip Rivers, Gardner, Minshew, Cam Newton, and Teddy Bridgewater. You can't go wrong. Why even take a quarterback early? Stock up on those skilled players, man. Running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. And then when you're down here, take some shots, man. Take some shots on these quarterbacks. Let's see. Then Chase Edmonds. We we like Chase Edmonds. He also needs to stay on the field. He was Kenyon Drake before Kenyon Drake happened. We talked about that with Evan Silva. All right. He had three touchdowns against the Giants. Next week, he got hurt. Then, Then was the Kenyon Drake show. So Chase Edmonds can stay healthy. He can go run for run with... Uh, Kenyon Drake we do like Kenyon Drake though because I don't see them I don't see anything happen to Drake unless he gets hurt Edmonds is good yes but I think they're they're paying Drake a ton of money this year Uh, they're going to get every dollar out of it um, and and unless he gets hurt I think he's the guy but I I wouldn't mind taking Chase Edmonds late and A.J. Dillon the sauce we've been talking about how much we love A.J. Dillon because of the Matt LaFleur effect the fact that he drafted him and he wants everyone to know that he's the reason the Packers are good. He's going to put AJ Dillon in. If he's successful, he's going to let him run even more and say, "Look at me, look at me. Who's the king of Green Bay? It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's me, Matt Lafleur. Look what I've done. Look what I've brought in here. I got a running back that's better than Aaron Jones. Your hero. Watch this. I'm going to give him 20 carries. You don't never know, man. You never know. I I like AJ Dillon this year, and that's the reason. Long term, I don't know." A.J. Dillon will probably get exposed for not, you know, really being that good of a running back. But remember, opportunity is king, and I just think they're going to force him in. And unless he sucks balls, then he's going to stay in. That's what my opinion is. Defense, no. Denzel Mims, no. We don't like him. Larry Fitzgerald, no. Kicker, no. Defense, no. Defense, no. Paris Campbell, this late? Wide receiver, 68? If he can stay healthy, I mean, he's Mr. Glass. Last year he had, like, 18 different injuries. Couldn't stay on the field. He's a freak. We had him as our number two wide receiver last year in rookie draft or rookie uh, rankings. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I had Nikhil Harry number one. Originally, I had AJ Brown number two, but when he was drafted to Tennessee, and I thought Marietta was the quarterback, um, I dropped him down to three, and I bumped Paris Campbell from two from three up to two because he was he was with Andrew Luck. We thought, um, I think Andrew Luck, but. Yeah, being in that offense without with T Y Helton aging, yeah, Paris Campbell was my number two. So we're we're sticking to that that uh that that uh, parade right there, the Paris Campbell parade. Uh let's see. Then a kicker no. Defense no. Irv Smith Jr., yes, we love him. Dynasty got to have him. This year I don't gotta have him. You know, Kyle Rudolph's there, so unless Kyle Rudolph goes down, I just can't imagine that that Irv is just gonna run away with like a tight end one. Um so I think there's going to be split time there, uh, and split usage. So I'd rather have the Doyle. I'd rather have um, John o. Smith for sure. Um, so Earthsmith. No, the next guy below him, I really want more than all of them, and that's Greg Olson. Greg Olson. I've been hyping Greg Olson as a value. He could go in as the starting tight end. You know, Will Disley. Yes, he was cleared to practice, but you know that doesn't mean you're what percentage you're at. He could still be at fifty percent even though you know, you're know you cleared. You don't get cleared and you're just 100%. So he's going to still have to work his way back. Um, and Greg Olson is going to be uh, Russell Wilson's guy. Russell Wilson loves throwing to the tight end. I think last year before Disney got hurt, he was leading the NFL in touchdowns for tight ends at four. He was second and third on the Seahawks in receptions and yards. And Russell Wilson loves going to his tight end. Greg Olsen could be the guy, right? When Tyler Lockett's covered by the best player and D.K. Metcalf, DK Metcalf starts becoming inconsistent and Russell Wilson can't trust him, he's going to start going to Greg Olsen. Greg is going to be the safety valve. And you get Greg Olsen this late every single day, tight end 23, tight end fucking 23? Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. you got to do that all day, every day. Derek Carr, Sleeper MVP, sleeper MVP. Henry Ruggs, Lynn Bowden, Hunter Renfro, Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller, Brian Edwards, Josh Jacobs. This man can throw into anybody. Foster Moreau, Jason Witten, anybody he wants. Derek Carr, if he fails with this kind of offense, then Derek Carr is garbage. But with this type of offense, he can have an MVP-type season. So another late quarterback. They're not fancy. They're not fancy names. They are not popular names. I'm telling you this. Phillip Rivers, Drew Locke, Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater. These are like Band-Aids. Derek Carr. People are like, fuck. You ain't done shit for me. Why am I going to draft you? And these are the guys that are going to win titles this year for fantasy owners. Because in the early rounds, instead of taking the Aaron Rodgers... And you know even Dak Prescotts, in those rounds you're stealing studs at skill positions, studs that are that are difference makers. And take your quarterback late this late, man. Colts no, Kyle Rudolph no, Darnold no, unless you're desperate. Seahawks no, OJ Howard, he's a deep stash in case uh, Gronk doesn't pan out or Brady loves a tight end. they run two tight end sets. I can't imagine if Gronk's healthy that. Brady's going to go to O.J. Howard more than Gronk. So O.J.'s a stash just in case. I would probably wouldn't take him this early because I don't expect him to really produce much without an injury. Devonta Freeman, at the end of drafts, if you need you know players that could sign, he could always sign with the Eagles. He could sign where, where there's an injury. So I'm okay You know, drafting Devonta Freeman and just stashing him. T. Higgins, no, not this year. Uh, another defense, Damian Harris, I mean... Whatever, I'm taking Sony in league, so I'm probably just passing on David Harris. I'm just rolling. I'm either all Sony or he busts. You know, I'm not going to go Sony and Harris because I don't really care about the Russian game there in New England. Kicker, defense, kicker, kicker, Darius Geis. Um, Well, this is after he got cut, and he's still going at wide receiver 57. I guess it's a little after Ronald Jones now, isn't it? Um, Yeah, we don't want him. Now, listen, just like Kareem Hunt signed with the Chiefs, I'm going to say I never thought Kareem Hunt was going to play football again, Uh, but John Dorsey, general manager of the Browns at the time who drafted Hunt, is the exception. It only takes one. It only takes one. It doesn't matter how much people hate somebody. It takes one person to like them, It could make a complete difference. So Hunt came back to the league. If it wasn't for Dorsey, would Hunt even be in the league right now? Same with Geis, okay? If Callahan... I think Callahan was the GM. No, 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 no. I'm thinking the old... The old, um, the old Bucks GM. Um, anyways, so if the Raiders GM, old GM goes somewhere. Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen, excuse me. Bruce Allen. If Bruce Allen goes somewhere as a GM, and he gives Guys a chance, Guys could be relevant, maybe. So... Not in redraft, but in Dynasty, I mean, if you can pick him up for free and you have the room, like if someone just drops Darius Guy's to pick up like Vincent Smith because he's now like wide receiver two for the Jets, and that's who you would be dropping, a Vincent Smith for Darius guys yeah, I'd do that. I would do that. Especially until we even hear anything about court. I mean, if he's guilty, you know, and he has to do jail time, I don't, probably not, but if, if it's just like, Think it's settled out of court or something. Uh, I could see, you know, if uh, he goes somewhere and um, gets signed. DeAndre Washington, yes, we're bumping DeAndre Washington up our ranks because we like Damon Williams this year as the pass blocking back. Uh, now CHH is, Ceh has is taken the role of starter. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be able to take the beating. If he's going to be, you know, as good as we think or, or some people think. DeAndre Washington. we talked with Evan Silva about, I said Cliff only had one running back in his career and that was at Texas Tech with DeAndre Washington and Evan Silva pointed out, yeah, well, that was the only NFL type back that he had, so maybe that's why. Uh, so I was doing a little more digging and I saw, you know, I realized that DeAndre um, played at Texas Tech with Pat Mahomes. So now that Washington is back with Kansas City or back with Mahomes in Kansas City, could they have some type of relationship? Because they had a full year together, and then prior to that, Mahomes played you know half of the season with Washington as a starter. Uh, but when they were both starters, that's when Washington really went off. And I wonder if uh, CEH, if he's not meeting expectations, if they lean on Washington because he's a veteran, because he has a relationship with Mahomes. So definitely keep your eye on Washington. Don't take that for granted. I would take him over some other handcuffs just in case – he somehow earns his way into that starting role, you know. If C.E.H. is not reliable, now I can easily see out the gate that uh, Clyde Edwards is the first and second down back, but Washington is back as a down three because two things: DeAndre Washington can pass block, and C.E.H. cannot pass block a lick. So I can't even see how they put him on third down. So I think DeAndre Washington can easily have that every down, every three down roll, that third down roll, all you know, every possession. And the second, he can also catch out of the backfield and run. So if he comes in, they're not going to say, "Oh, well, it's automatic pass," because that could be Ceh on one and two. But Washington can run the ball, he can pass block, and he can catch. So I think that he could be the third down back. And then if Clyde Edwards can't um, grasp the starting role, uh, Washington could, you know, he could, he could break out this year. So let's take him late. Defense no, kicker no, kicker no, Cole Beasley no. Uh, kicker, no. Joshua Kelly, uh, I mean, late, probably not this year, but, I mean, I'd probably rather have other people. I'd definitely rather have other people uh, this late. Ian Thomas, no. I think that Robbie Anderson's our guy. DJ Moore's our guy. I'm not I'm not going with the tight end. Uh, if he breaks out, I'm just going to miss that one this year. Carlisle Hyde, no. Hunter Renfro, yes. Hunter Renfro, I hyped as uh, a sleeper slot receiver. I think you're going to see, like, Tyrell, Ruggs, Renfro as the, the three starting receivers. But Gruen's going to have some packages, um, and he's going to like probably move Ruggs and Renfro into the slot. I don't think Renfro can play any other position but the slot, uh, but I think Ruggs can play other positions. And then if Tyrell gets replaced by Brian Edwards, I mean, either way, um, I think Renfro's going to play in the slot, and I, w- I w- would much rather have him than some other players this late. Uh, wide receiver 71. No, he should be he should be valued much more than that. But if you can get him this late, uh, you definitely take him this late uh, and, and stash him on your bench because I think he's going to be a um, steady target of Derek Carr. Jamal Williams, no. AJ Dillon is the guy. Uh, kicker, no. Defense, no. Defense, no. Lashawn McCoy, no. No, I don't want Lashawn McCoy because I'd rather have Jerick McKinnon next. Jerick McKinnon is going to be locked in as the third down back already. He's at practice. He's not even wearing a brace anymore. It's two years removed from ACL. He's good to go like he's never been injured before. That's what people don't realize. They, they picture Jarek McCannon. They picture this guy limping and injured. He's been on the football for two years. His knee must be terrible. No. Imagine if Dalvin Cook, after he tore his ACL, didn't try to come back. They didn't force him back, and then he didn't get hurt again. And then last year we got him. we saw how good he did last year. He wasn't even two years removed. So imagine if he just took two years off and then Dalvin Cook came back and we know what he can do. And picture Dalvin Cook as a healthy Dalvin Cook, not as an injured Dalvin Cook. And he puts up running back type 5, type 6 top numbers. That's what Jarek McKinnon health-wise is doing. Picture Jeremy Jarek McKinnon coming back as a healthy Jarek McKinnon. What he did the last year in Minnesota where he helped – Teams win fantasy championships. He's healthy now. He's coming back to the 49ers healthy. Think of Jeremy McKenna as a healthy running back. He should be going way sooner than this. He's going to be locked in as the third down back to start easily because he's a much better receiver than Mostert. And Tevin Coleman has, you know, questionable hands. Just as explosive as both of them as well. So he's going to start at third down, and he potentially could be the number one guy there and a three-down back. Now, it's not going to be a three-down bell cow because Shanahan will put Mostert in, put Kev- Tevin Coleman in, but McKinnon this late is a no-brainer. Jimmy Graham, deep, 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 deep sleeper. He could be an identity for the Bears. They need a tight end that they can rely on and put Mitch Trubisky is a starter or Foles is a starter and they fall in love with Jimmy Graham at the tight end. He could have a big season, especially this late, a tight end 27, yes. If you're just reaching for players right now, I, yeah, and you need to tie end. in. You're low on tight ends. Yes, definitely take Jimmy Graham. Tua Tagavaloa, no. I don't want him this year. Defense, no. Darrington Evans for Tennessee, no. Kicker, no. Lamar Miller, no. I mean, I picked him up in a few leagues because he was free off waivers because I was hoping he was going to sign with the Chiefs. Uh, he signs with the Patriots. They probably won't even play him, man. Just, they'll probably just kind of um, – Let him sit out this year, maybe re-sign him again. I don't know what they're going to do, but I just can't imagine he has an impact for the Patriots. Rashad Penny. I mean, if you need players, next up is Will Disley. So if you're taking players like that, I would definitely take Rashad Penny. If you're taking Lamar Miller, I'd probably rather have Rashad Penny. Just because he's younger and he can probably recover much better. Um, I'd probably rather have Rashad Penny than um, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, let's see, Will Disley, no, because we like uh, Greg Olson. Anthony McFarlane from Pittsburgh, he could, he could. Um, you know, I think that uh, James Conner's the guy, uh, even though I think Benny Snell is pretty bad. You know, he is trying to um, revamp his body, similar to what Lev Bell did. And I don't know, maybe he could have it for resurgence if Conner goes down. Maybe Benny Snell's the guy. Uh, I, I think... In worst case scenario, Benny, Benny Snell is a first and second down grinder, and Anthony McFarland comes in as the third down back. But I don't see McFarland doing much more than that. I don't, I don't think he's going to be much more than a role player. I can't see him taking over the job. So why even draft him? Uh, Raekel uh, Armstead, I could, de- I would definitely draft him um, with like my last pick, uh, unless we wanted to wait till the season started. I think Raekel could take over for Jacksonville if they trade Fournette. Uh, I don't think that they're going to sign a back, and I don't think Chris Thompson is going to be an every-down back. So Raquel could be forced into a starting role, and just volume alone would be, you know, RB2 or flex. Uh, so I would take Raquel this late. Dede Westbrook, no. James Washington, I mean, I like him. I just don't know what Ben uh, is going to do, at quarterback, if he's going to be healthy. So, you know, they got Juju there. They got Deontay Johnson. They got uh, Chase Claypool, who I don't know what they're going to do with him. And then James Washington, so it's just a murky situation. So I'm going to pass this year. Uh, Devin is CSC for New England. I mean, if you're drafting a tight end this late, uh pretty much your season's over with. Uh, I don't even want him as uh, backup or third string because uh, we need to have. If you're going to have a weak tight end, you need to have. Regardless, if you have a weak or strong tight end, one you have to have two reliable. I'm not in redraft. I'm not going to draft a flyer like that. Um, because it's very rare that a rookie makes a huge impact like that. Uh, defense, no. Giovanni Bernard no. Lynn Ballett, no. Corey Davis, no. Randall Cobb, no. Kicker, no. Jalen Rashard, no. I mean, Cobb could be all right. Let's back up to Cobb. He could be all right. I mean, we, we like Brandon Cooks a lot better. So if we, if we don't get Cooks, you know, I wouldn't mind taking a shot at a Houston wide receiver because if Cooks goes down and Will Fuller can't stay healthy, Cobb could be a one. Um... So yeah, that situation is really uh, undecided because none of them can stay healthy. So if you get the only one that can stay healthy, yeah, you found a gold mine. So if you want to take a shot on that, down a wide receiver, seventy-five, two hundred fortieth pick, Randall Cobb. Yeah, I'm all for that. Kick, kicker no. Jalen Rashard, Las Vegas back. Nah. Jay Sternberger. I don't think so. I don't think. Um, I don't think that. Uh, Matt LaFleur uh, throws it to his tight end. I think he throws it to his, his uh, receiver one and his RB one, uh, and that's it. I don't, I don't think the tight end's going to get much. Malcolm Brown, no. Tyrell Williams, no. Defense, no. John Ross, remember, we were talking about speed. He's on the COVID list because his family came down with COVID. Once they recover and they're okay, he's going to probably be even more confident to play uh, due to the fact that they've already got it, so they probably have the antibodies, and they'll stay, you know – out of range of people and so will uh, John Ross and they, if they can keep everybody in a bubble uh, then you know they can keep the league running and safe so I would definitely take John Ross late uh, due to the fact that he's got that speed and we talked about how the defensive communication may be uh, altered this year Kicker no, Dawson Knox I mean he's alright but no maybe maybe Dynasty uh, Jalen Samuels no, Deion Lewis no Jalen Hurts no Cole Komet no Tyrod Taylor, no. Washington, no. Mohamed Sanu, no. Brian Edwards, I mean, maybe this late. He could see the field, you know, maybe middle of the season. I don't know if he's going to be ready uh, week one. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to supplant Tyrell Williams. I mean, remember, he's a veteran, 1,000 uh, yard receiver. It's not going to be easy to just supplant him as a rookie. And if he does, shit, that's saying a lot for Brian Edwards. If he supplants Tyrell as a starter. Uh, and that's going to be huge. And then I don't—they're they, not going to bench Rugs because he was their first pick. So uh, Ruggs is going to be the starter as well. So an injury would happen, happen, but Tyrell does get hurt a lot, so that could happen as well. Kenny Stills, no shutting out yes, hell yes, wide receiver eighty-one, bump his ass way up. LaVisca is going to be just a, a target magnet from Minshew. Just dropping dimes at him across the middle. Five yards, ten yards, out of the backfield. Running back, quarterback. Yes, we love Visca. All day, every day. Dynasty redraft. Best ball, super flex. Tight end premium. No tight ends. No quarterbacks. Only wide receivers. We're all aboard. LaVisca's canal Let's draft him every single time. Ryan Fitzpatrick, no. Mitch Trubisky, no. Kicker, no. Chase Claypool, no. CJ Uzoma, tight end 33. I'd much rather have him than... Devin to CSC. I believe that C.J. Uzoma has the easiest schedule for tight ends. Okay. Now, it it feels great to say Joe Burrow is going to come in and be able to throw to Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green and it's going to be beautiful. He may not be able to acclimate that quickly and he may be dumping that shit off to the tight end a lot because he doesn't want to take a sack and he doesn't want to force a ball into coverage. He may just by default be dumping it off to the tight end because he's a rookie. So, we want to take best case scenario, to, you know best case scenario. So take that narrative. C.J. Uzoma, Titan 33, pick 264 all day. Chris Thompson, Jacksonville. No thanks. Kicker, no. The Patriots kicker name is Justin Rorwaser. Oh, wow. Okay. I need to do. So, I guess I need to do some more uh, research on kickers, even though I don't use them. Ito Smith. No, I think I like Brian Hill more than Ito Smith this year. He's just more explosive. Um Ido Smith is a lower version of an injured Todd Gurley. So if they want explosive back, they're going to be, bring Brian Hill in. And if Gurley loses his explosiveness, explosiveness he's better than uh, Edo Smith. Can you tell the bourbon's kicking in? So I switched over to um, – what did I switch over to? Oh, Yeah. Russell Reserve, single bear. I switched over to that. That's such a good bourbon. All right. We're almost done, I think. Defense, no. Benny Snell Jr., we just talked about that. Running back 77. Yeah, hell yeah. If you got a stash, why not? Why not? James Conner's fragile. Uh, if he's healthy, we love him. But he can't seem to stay healthy. So Benny Snell's a definitely de- uh, late, 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 late stash. Defense, no uh, Gerald Everett. I mean, I guess if you're looking for darts, I mean probably not redraft, more dynasty, but I don't know. Kicker, Vance McDonald, no Bryce Love, another uh, dart throw. Uh, I wouldn't expect much. I think it's gonna be AP's job, and I think AP's gonna grind out grind out what they need. I mean, they're not gonna they're not trying to go to the Super Bowl this year. So I'm sure a high draft pick wouldn't hurt them again. So I think they just ride AP. And, uh, you know, if they're really bad, they'll, they'll let Gibson get the ball, get you know, let him play and um, see if he can develop quicker rather than later. Uh, so Bryce Love, I don't know. I think I think uh, Rivera wants Gibson to be the guy. So if you're comparing Gibson to Bryce Love, I would take Gibson just because they're going to force him the ball. And I don't think Bryce Love's talented enough to really supplant Adrian Peterson. But, uh I mean, if for some reason the Redskins come out on fire and they start winning and Bryce Love is, like, helping them win, he plays. But, you know, I don't know. That's that's, that's kind of a tricky situation. I wouldn't take Gibson early, so if you wanted to take a shot at anybody, uh, I'd take AP first, and then I'd take Love, sure. But uh, I, I wouldn't um, take Gibson that early anyways. Justin Herbert, no. Josh Reynolds, no. Peyton Barber, no. Uh, kicker no, Darwin Thompson no, Dwayne Haskins. I think he's got the easiest schedule. He's got the easy pa- easiest passing schedule. You know what would be crazy as fuck is if Alex Smith came in and became the starter, and they have like the easiest pass schedule. So Alex Smith to Terry McLaurin, if they could make that work, if they could like string some some wins together, that would be that would be crazy. And then Alex Smith, and then you just completely have to dump your Dwayne Haskins shares because that means he he can't beat out anybody. Um, And they also got Kyle Allen there. Let's see. uh, Rex Burkhead, no. Eno Benjamin, deep stash. Dynasty, no. Kicker, no. Kicker, no. Josh Gordon, yes. Stash him. I mean, he may go back to Seattle. I was hoping that he'd get reinstated and um, sign with the Redskins or the Washington Club. Uh, Because I think Josh Gordon could be a starter opposite Terry McLaren and really really help fantasy teams this year. So I take a I take a shot on Josh Gordon, and then if he doesn't get reinstated, you can drop him clearly. But if he gets if he comes back, Seattle's also said they want to re-sign him. Uh, I think that he would probably I don't know what he would do if he would go back to Seattle because they gave him a shot, or if he'd go somewhere where he's gonna play more uh, because he's not gonna play much with uh, DK and Lockett and uh, Greg Olson, all of them being pass catchers. But you know he would eat into DK's uh, production. I could say that. So if the Seahawks Resign Josh Gordon's that would scare me as far as DK. Um but you never know. Defense, no, Justice Hill, not uh, not this year. Maybe I would take him all day dynasty. Find him in Dynasty. Um and get him for free right now. Before he gets on the field and he balls out. Steven Sims, no. Taysom Hill, no. Kicker, no, Mike Davis, no, Nick Foles, no. Devin Duvernay, deep deep sleeper. Panthers, no. Willie Snead, no. Colin Kaepernick, yes, no. Uh, Darren Fells, no. Tyler Kicker, no. Russell Gage, now. Nah. I mean, this late, I guess, yeah. Take him. No, no. Tyler Eifert, you could take him. He's finally healthy. Uh, oh, there's a story in Cincinnati. I, I have a... Um, I deal with. I'm a director, and I deal with uh, some vendors from you know certain companies. And I have a vendor at the USPS post office and a driver. And he's like, man, one day in the afternoon. This was like last year, I think, or two years ago. I think it was last year when Eifert was a, a Bengal. And like, man, in broad daylight, Eifert rear-ended a, a post office truck, totaled his Lamborghini. Well, I don't think he totaled it uh, because they convinced him not to do anything, so they didn't even report it. Um, he left the scene or whatever. And it got me thinking as a football fan, I'm like, maybe that's why eifert never meet, reached his potential because maybe he just drinks and doesn't take care of his body. And sometimes your athletic ability doesn't allow you to uh, overcome that. Uh, but now it changes scenery. I mean, Jacksonville, he's probably going to drink just as much because in Ohio, shit, Jacksonville, I'd much rather drink down by the beach. Uh, but it changes scenery. Maybe he has a good season. So he's definitely a sleeper there. Royce Freeman, no. Unless he gets traded, there's a good chance he could get traded. I mean, he's on a rookie contract, so it wouldn't make sense for the Broncos, but they could get a good offer for him, move him to a, a team, and he could try to be a starter. Nelson Aguilar, no. He's also there in Las Vegas, but he's going to show himself. Nathan Peterman, no. Kicker, no. Jason Witten, no. Kicker, no. Defense, no. Brian Hill, Yeah, I'd rather have Brian Hill than Edo Smith, so I'd take him this late. Uh, Christian Wade, a running back for the Bills. Never heard of him. Uh, Never fucking heard of this guy. Christian Wade. Hmm. Daryl Williams, Kansas City. No, kicker no. Jameis Winston, fuck no. Andrew Luck, no. I'd probably rather have Andrew Luck than Jameis Winston. Uh... What a joke. This guy had all the talent in the world. All the receivers he could have in Tampa. And he'd rather just hang out with Uber drivers and shit. No. Garbage. Defense, no. Kicker, no. Arizona, defense, no. Jake Butt, fuck, no. Marshawn Lynch, hell no. Danny Amendola, man, we are fucking late. Andy Isabella, Andy Isabella is going after Jake Butt, Marshawn Lynch. Are you fucking kidding me? Are they fucking shitting on our boy Andy Isabella? wow how the mighty have fallen down to wide receiver 91 this motherfucker is being taken after where's the, where's the last quarter receiver Russell gage Russell gage Nelson Aguilar these 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 motherfuckers are taking Nelson Aguilar over our boy are you kidding, Andy Isabella? What do I have him would I have him as the fourth best rookie wide receiver last year in last year's class? You're like, what? Yeah, I had I had Nakeel Harry. Oh, I'm not even gonna say I had Gary Jennings Jr. as my number five wide receiver. Bust 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 Fuck. I didn't I had Debo, but I'm like, eh He'll be alright. I mean I think long term Debo probably won't be very good, but who else did I miss on? Oh, I didn't have DK ranked high at all. That's, that's where I fucked up. But I think D, I, I still think DK is going to be a prime bust. But anyways, Andy Isabella, that's our guy. Take him for sure, man. Especially if he's a four-wide receiver set. Oh, man. I mean, he's going to be best ball all day. Kyler Murray, and Isabella stack all day long, especially this late. If you get Kyler in best ball, you best be getting Andy Isabella, motherfucker. You best be getting him. Mike Thomas, Cincinnati, nope. Joku no, Des Bryant, no, Jonathan Hillman, fuck no. Kicker, kicker, quarterback, Dan- Andy Dalton. Pfft. Janikowski. He don't even fucking play. Yeah, I'm gonna take Janikowski. Right before I take Reggie Bonifon and Traquan Smith. What a joke. You mean you're you're telling me, you are telling me. Hold on a minute. Please, this better not be any of my listeners. If you were taking Sebastian Janikowski over Traquan Smith of the Saints, you've lost your fucking mind. Are you kidding me? Traquan Smith is going at 333 and Sebastian Janikowski, who doesn't even fucking play anymore, right? Didn't he retire? Didn't he retire? He was on Seattle last year. Let me see. Did he come back? Is he back on Seattle? Hold on. No, he's a fucking free agent. This motherfucker is a free agent. And you're taking him over Traquan Smith, who could be wide receiver three for the Saints. And with an injury to Emmanuel Sanders, he could be wide receiver two for Drew Brees. And you're taking Sebastian Janofuckin Kowski over Traquan Smith. Get the fuck out of here. That better not be any of my listeners. Traquan Smith could have a breakout season. Like I said, Michael Thomas all day. And then it's Emmanuel Sanders, who's like 39, he's like 59. And then it's Traquan Smith, who's shown shown glimpses of being a stud. He had one game where he had two touchdowns, three touchdowns in a game, and then next week he didn't do shit. He's very inconsistent, but if something happens to Sanders and Traquan goes to the wide receiver two for the Saints, and this motherfuckers on Fantasy Pros have Traquan Smith below Sebastian Janikowski, Des Bryant... People are taking des Bryant over. Oh, my God. This is why people pay so much for fantasy because they can't figure the fuck out that Des Bryant is not a better fantasy draft pick than Traquan Smith. My God. And who could be this fucking stupid? And this is unanimous. Fucking unanimous. Get the fuck out of here. Jesus, man. All right. Thaddeus Moss, no. Sam Bradford, no. Robert Griffin, no. Matt Barkley, no. Kicker, no. Alright, I think we're done. Gus Edwards and eh? KJ Hamler, 345. You kidding? Move him up. Mer, 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 mer. Move him up. Move him up over Des Bryant, at least. How about that? Shit. Case Keenum, no. Fuck no. Kicker. Quincy Bowie Joe. No. We're not taking that guy. Cameron Brate. Nick Folk, Graham Gano, Joe Flacco, Chase McLaughlin, Alec Barn, Frank Gore. Oh, hey, he might be relevant this year. Probably want to draft Frank Gore. He's going to supplant Le'Veon Bell and probably end up with 850 yards and 10 touchdowns this year. So if you're at 355 and there's 93 running backs that have already been taken and you don't know who to take, Frank Gore is sitting right in your fucking face slapping you saying, Take me. Take me. And you better take him. Kai Forbath, no. Spencer Schnell? Who the fuck is Spencer Schnell? Wide receiver 99? Spencer Schnell, who do you play for, buddy? Well, yeah, exactly. You're a free agent. And you probably went over Traquan Smith. Miles Boykin. Spencer Schnell is now being drafted over Miles Boykin? Is this like a hack? Spencer Schnell is wide receiver 99 as a free agent... And he's going over Miles Boykin. I need to tweet this shit. This is like the premier troll job. Oh my god. I gotta go soon because I gotta go ahead and get a screenshot of this and say For all you Miles Boykin owners, you better start adding Spencer Schnell. Fuck. Randy Bullock, no, Jordan Chun. This running back is going above Jared Stidham. Oh my God. You are just here to torture me. The starting quarterback for the New England Patriots is drafted after Jordan Chun. (laughs) What? Is there zombies outside too? What the fuck is going on here? This is a troll job. If I ever had one, listen, we're getting the fuck out of here. All right. We're in the draft with Jared Stidham at 361, quarterback 50, and Jordan Chun just went. So we got to go. I appreciate y'all tuning into the uh, Roto Lounge. You don't got to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. Check out my Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Roto Lounge. Join me. Get some behind the scenes podcast videos which i haven't really done any but hey i only have two patrons shout out to my patrons come on what you waiting on they're waiting on me to drop something so you need to hurt get in there too so you can wait with them all right find my website rotolounge.com you can see my rookie rankings you can see my dynasty rankings i don't have my redraft rankings because i'm doing them right now Live in your ear. Have yourself a drink. I finished mine. Now I gotta get on here. That was just an appetizer. Now I gotta get off here and start drinking before I publish this. All right. I love y'all. Appreciate you tuning the tune into the Roto Lounge. After a few too many bourbons, I'm signing out. I'll see you next time. This has been Roto Lounge.